Yep. All right, I'm very excited about this week's edition of TMI with Teresa because it is always a joy to catch up with one of my friends, Billy Brimblecombe. We're going to talk about Thundergong 2020 because it is happening and Steps of Faith. How are you, Billy? Hey, I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you for uh, having me be a part of this thing again. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Well, I'm excited that Thundergong is happening. I talked to you about a week or so ago when you made the big announcement. Um, even though 2020 is just a uh, big trash can, <laughs> you are going yeah. to move forward and have this amazing streaming event. It'll be virtual. And so I really feel like a lot more people can be a part of it. But before we get into what exactly is happening, on Saturday, November 14th. Let's go back to the beginning. And the whole purpose of Thundergong is to raise money for Steps of Faith Foundation. And that came about because of you and your story. Let's go back to when you discovered that you had cancer in your leg. And what exactly happened and what took you to Steps of Faith? How did that come about? Yeah, sure. So, so in 2005, after having pain in my left ankle off and on for years, that's a whole weird story. But um, basically, in 2005, after a lot of tests, we determined that I had a type of cancer in my left ankle called Ewing's sarcoma. And, you know, I just had a big tumor that was basically touching everything in my ankle. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, that was pretty much a year of my life of, of going through chemotherapy. And then in the, in the middle of that, so in August, uh, in you know, in order to basically get clear margins that they were going to remove the cancer and do everything they could to make sure the cancer wasn't going to come back, aka the best way to try to save your life <laughs> uh, is to remove the leg, to amputate it, and so that that and I knew that that was a possibility, and it was the thing I feared the most. But that happened, yeah, August fourth, two thousand five, uh, just three inches above my knee, my left leg, and uh, yeah, I mean that was obviously terrible. But then I had, you know, the, many of the most of the most beautiful things in my life have come into my life since then. Most importantly, my wife and children. Um, I met my wife about a week, a month, about a month after I lost my leg. And I've said this many times, but like, as you can imagine, a guy going through chemo who's been going through chemo for a, almost a year at that point, who just lost one of his legs. I was not like a hot item on the singles market. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, she fell in love with me anyway. And so um, it, yeah, it it really worked out. So, so, so to answer your question, how all that led to Steps of Faith. So yeah, at the time I was a full-time musician and like bartender when I was not on the road playing with my band. When you say musician, you mean like you're a drummer. And so your leg was a very important part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, your your leg is your legs are important important part of of everything we do, right? You know, and so, but definitely when it was like specifically, you know, I used all four of, four of my limbs to to for my job. Really, most of us do, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was crazy. But I, again, I I knew that it was a, a distinct possibility, and I had kind of through the bet to the best of my ability thought through how it would work. You know, and with the drums, you know, the left leg is basically operates the hi hat, which is you know a, a two symbols that clink together that you operate with a pedal and you hit with your hand and all that. And so I just kind of thought, okay, well this will work out, and it, and it did. You know, I, I had a um, the day I pretty much one of I think the day I got the first prosthetic leg, which I could hardly knew how to walk with it. I mean, that was a whole learning how to walk with a prosthetic leg, in particular when it is an above the knee prosthetic leg. You know, your knees 
your knee's an important joint. <laughs> you know, um, it was uh, it was a process. But I remember I you know walked in with crutches and the prosthetic leg into my practice space. My band at the time, Blackpool Lights, practiced in a, a storage mart here in Kansas City. Casey Moe in the storage facility. And I just walked in right away and just started trying to, to play. And I also had uh, a drum set set up in my apartment. So yeah, you know, I just started trying to figure that out right away. I mean, my drumming was pretty good, you know, kind of back to, to being all right, way before my walking was. But yeah, so, so fast forward to, you know, uh, get cancer, lose the leg, meet the woman of my dreams. Our first date was the weekend before my last round of chemotherapy, which was in December of 2005. And then I was playing a show, you know, that Christmas. I uh, did a three-hour Led Zeppelin tribute show at Record Bar with my friends, which was kind of a, uh, I made it. <laughs> kind of a come full <laughs> you know, circle but- moment for you. Very much so. And, and so that was really, really great. And then, yeah, you know, so, so I was back on the road with my band in March of 2006. And then we ended up going to Japan and, and going to all sorts of other places in the world and doing amazing things. And, and um, it was really beautiful. And um, I needed to raise a bunch of money in, in uh, the spring of that year when that touring was ramping up because I had a prosthetic leg, but it was kind of a basic starter kind of thing. And then I needed the kind of more permanent model that was a little more high tech and a little bit better suited for a young man with a high activity level and uh and so my at that time my insurance would only cover half of it and uh i say this because this is kind of some foreshadowing but so so i had to raise 60 60 dollar leg anything medical is expensive right and so and then the more kind of rare it is then you know uh the more expensive it is and it's not that i can drive a honda but i chose a ferrari any of those other movement, car analogies, mobility analogies do not apply when it comes to a prosthetic limb. This is There's a lot of different kinds of prosthetic limbs because there's a lot of different kinds of bodies. And this was the appropriate thing for my body. It just happened to be expensive. And my insurance happened to not be doing what I pay them tons and tons and tons of money to do, which is take care of me and get me what I need. And again, let's That's emphasize that this is how you are supporting your family with your music. Exactly. So fortunately, um, some friends came together to raise the 30 grand that I needed. And um, what we did is we did two, we did an early and a late show at Record Bar here in Kansas City, the original location. And what it was, was there was a comedy show and a concert. And the comedy show was all of my old friends that I used to do improv with at Comedy Sports. So that was my friend Corey Rittmaster, who organized the whole thing, his wife, Monique Madrid. That was my friend Ed Goodman. And that was Kay Cannon, who was then married to Jason Sudeikis. And these are people I'd known since I was you know, in high school. And Jason has always been one of my best friends. I've been close with all of those, all those people I just mentioned, I'm still regularly in touch with and close with to this day. And so, uh, and Jason was very newly on SNL at that point. So he, he was like kind of famous, you know, he, he'd been on SNL as a, as a performer for only a season. So spring. So he was like in his second season as a performer on SNL. He didn't have movies out or anything like that. Long story short, we, we raised $40,000 with these two shows. They did a comedy show. My band played, the architects played my buddies, another band. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. Fast forward (laughs) to uh, 2013. uh, My wife and I had moved to Nashville, Tennessee, just for more opportunities to make a living as in the music world and for me and um, we had just had our first baby and that was beautiful and the last thing I wanted to do was leave town to go on tour Uh, I didn't want to leave the house you know I didn't want to leave 
them. And I was, um, Steps of Faith came about in that one day I was at the prosthetic clinic. I had an appointment to, to take care of something on my leg and, and my prosthetist, my clinician, my doctor, my leg guy asked me to speak to a patient he was seeing for the first time right after me who had just lost his leg to cancer, was being fitted for a new prosthetic leg. Long story short, Long story long, to be honest. <laughs> I spoke to this gentleman and I I just was so moved. I'd had conversations like that in the past, but for some reason, that conversation, I just could see the hope in his eyes. And I just was like, I wish that this could be my job. I was looking for a new job at that point, like a new career potentially. I was like, I wish this could be my job. And I told my prosthetist, went home, told my wife that. And I told my prosthetist that because I had another appointment the next day. He said, well, maybe it could be. He introduced me to the guy who owned the clinic, who he and I had a couple talks and it turns out he had established a 501c3, which is a nonprofit organization, you know, the IRS granting you tax exempt status to do a charitable activity. But he'd been trying to get it off the ground and just hadn't had time to make it work for four years. So basically, at that point, I say this, he kind of tossed me the keys to a car with no engine in it and said, see what you can do with that. And uh, almost eight years later, and um, oh gosh, several hundred patients later, Steps of Faith is is still going and uh, is thriving and is helping amputees that have uh, what we do is we help uh, amputees that have no health insurance or no prosthetic coverage with their health insurance. For instance, Medicaid in many states in the country does not cover prosthetic limbs, which is ridiculous. And so, yeah, we, we get people back to work and back to life and back to doing what they were doing before and uh, back to possibilities. So it's a really beautiful thing that has given my life a lot of uh, immense purpose. And when you look at the terrible thing that happened to me on August 4th, 2005, uh, it's in no way lost on me that, you know, God certainly took that and redeemed it and turned it into this really beautiful thing where I get to help other people. And that's, that's, a, that's a real blessing. We're talking to Billy Brummelcombe this morning about Thundergong 2020, which is happening. It's just going to be a little different this year. It's going to be virtual, big streaming event worldwide on November 14th. And uh, it is a benefit for Steps of Faith Foundation. Do you remember, Billy, the very first person that you were able to help once you got Steps of Faith up and running? I do. Yeah, I remember it really well. I visited a guy in the hospital. You know, at this point, I hardly were helping people all over the country even in Kansas City, I don't often get to meet them in person. You know, we're in touch and we communicate, of course, but, you know, we're the middleman in the scenario, right? And and the, the, we connect them with prosthetic clinics around the country that they do do the service and get the limbs on the folks and that we cover the cost of the, of the uh, prosthetic components. But I met, I met this guy named Derek in the hospital outside Nashville just a couple of months after we started. And um, yeah, it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Like I just, I, I mean, I, he was, yeah. I just remember leaving the hospital that day and calling Rob Pittman, who's the guy who had established the 501c3, the founder, you know, who, who I said, tossed me the keys to the car with no engine in it. And I just called him and was like, just left him a voicemail. And I was just like bawling, <laughs> you know, I just was like, this is you. I just was thanking him you know, for that opportunity, just because, you know, I, I know it's a, it's a crazy unfathomable thing <laughs> to, to lose, to lose a limb, you know, and um, you don't prepare for it. Even if you, you know, even for me, you know, I, I had months to prepare for it, to, to, that it could be a possibility. And still then once it happens, it's like, yeah. So yeah, it, just to be able to, to offer, 
you know, just you're like, how does this work? You know, when you've lost a limb, just aside from how does it work when I have no insurance and how am I, how the heck am I going to pay for this? But just like, how do you do this? How do you do that? What is life like? Like this? There's just so many questions. You know, I had a guy that the that my doctors connected me with who was a year ahead of me. He had lost his leg right leg below the knee to a different kind of sarcoma. We had all the same doctors. We were the same age. Uh, Brendan Allen. And, uh, and he's, he's on our board of directors um, and was our board president for a period of time. And so I kind of, you know, I feel like I had that out of the gate. I was connected with Brendan before I'd even lost my leg. So just to be able to have conversations with people like that, is, it's just a real, they, they get a lot out of it and I get just as much. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, just to paint a picture for our audience, um, before we talk about Thundergong happening on, on November 14th, the website is thundergong.org. You got your first prosthetic as an adult. What about children? I can't imagine like maybe someone who is born, you know, without a limb or has something happen to them when they're little. How many do they go through before they even become an adult? And how often does it have to be updated? Yeah, tons and tons, as you would imagine. I mean, it has to be updated all the time. Yeah, I feel really lucky that I was like, you know, I was an adult and I knew I was single, but I, but I, I, you know, I knew who I was. I knew what I was doing with my life. You know, I was a somewhat confident person. You know, I wasn't going through awkward stages, but I'll tell you what, losing all your hair and a limb definitely puts you in an awkward stage. But, um, but yeah, I was really lucky that I was an adult. So with kids, yeah, it's crazy. And fortunately, there's a lot of resources out there for children. You know, frequently asked question for Steps of Faith is the most visible populations of amputees that you see online and whatnot is your kids that are getting like the Iron Man hand or a running leg or something like that, which is always beautiful. Or veterans, interesting fact about veterans in modern Modern warfare. So I get if I'm wearing shorts, I'm being asked if I'm a veteran at least once a day. Um, and it's interesting because actually in modern warfare, so the, the wars that people would think I was at the age that I could have fought in and therefore lost a limb, it's less than 1% of the amputee population. So 500 really? people lose a limb. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? And that's just because there's this crazy justifiable spotlight on the military and, you know, supporting our veterans and which is rightfully so. But yeah, in, in, in modern warfare, so 500 people lose a limb every day in, in America, that's, which is that that's a crazy and very real stat. 500 people a day just in this country. Modern warfare, to put this in perspective. So we're talking. So basically since 9-11, right? 1,500 so 500 a day for guys like me, cancer, motorcycle accidents, diabetes, stuff like that. In military, it's only like 1,553 people or something like that. So it doesn't mean it's not terrible. Of course, it's, there's, no, there's no like good scenario of losing a limb. But so we get asked, do you help a lot of veterans? Well, no, because there's not a lot of veterans that have lost limbs in combat in, in modern warfare. And also, I'm saying this is the children thing. Fortunately, there are resources that help those people. If you are one of those few people that has lost a limb in modern combat, you need help with a lot of things. And thank God there's a lot of organizations out there to help those folks. What they do not need help with is paying for a new prosthetic limb. That is covered by the government, rightfully so. Know what I mean? Okay. Um, and with children, it's kind of the same thing. So I'll give you a good example. There's a lot of organizations. One time somebody, we get called about kids every now and then, and we helped a teenager that was brought here by another nonprofit. This is summer before last called the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. Um, it was brought here by them. He lived in Gaza. So, you know, very volatile area. Um, and we, it was beautiful to be able to help this kid. But otherwise, we'll get somebody who usually reaches out like, hey, and it's like a friend of a friend and they want to help this 
kid that they know about or whatever. And then I talk to them and like, oh, no, we have health insurance and we get legs from the Shriners in St. Louis and things like that. So so kids go through a lot of legs to answer your question. But there's fortunately a lot of resources. Usually the parents, even if they're not insured, the kids are. Or by the time they get, we would leap at the opportunity to help a young child with prosthetic devices. <laughs> but fortunately, we don't get asked, right? Same thing. We would do, of course, we would help a veteran in an instant. But fortunately, we don't get asked. We're helping a, there's a, there's a young woman that we, that we helped who we're going to be featuring um, part of her story in, in our Thundergong event this year named Grace. And Grace was actually, you mentioned like they were either born that way. Grace was born with basically a deformed leg. Sometimes those are referred to as like a congenital amputation or a congenital limb difference. Okay. So she was born with her, her leg, one leg about, you know, only half as long as the other. And she was adopted from India. And I want people to watch and they can see her show because it's their, their, her story on our show, but it's incredible. But my, my point is Grace was covered under her parents' insurance until recently. Well, until she, I think she's 20, she's early 20s. And so then she basically made the last prosthetic leg that she got through her health insurance, through her parents, work through pain and adjustments and duct tape for years till eventually it was like, it was so debilitating. She was like, what do I got to do? I can't function. And so fortunately her prosthetist, Whitney Tapp here in Kansas City knew about us and then we got connected and we helped her. So, so that very long answer to the children question, but yeah, that's a whole mess. But fortunately there's resources out there for them, but we would help a child with an instant because they go through legs all the time. It's crazy. She has a whole closet full of them, you know? When you just saying the word duct tape, I mean, that just, Mm -hmm. no, that makes me, that makes me very sad. Nobody should have to deal with that. I mean, when we're talking about mobility and just having a full life. Yeah. You don't, (laughs) no matter how resourceful or handy you are, you don't need to be working on your own prosthetic limbs. No. Um, no. Unless, unless you're a prosthetist. Uh, Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a, it's a crazy scenario. We help people all the time that are in that scenario where we'll hear from them or their family member or a prosthetist that we've worked with before. And this is, a, and this person's a new patient in their clinic and they'll send us pictures or tell us these stories of these prosthetic legs where it's like, good Lord, how has this person functioned this long with this thing? And they have just, it's because they have nothing else to do. Again, prosthetic legs are always expensive. You know, I mean, even the basic, very basic ones, if you've lost your leg below the knee and it's a really basic thing that's going to get you going and that kind of thing. That's five to 10 grand, you know? And so, and th- I mean, that is, that's like bare minimum of what it would cost, you know? And so unfortunately, what we call healthcare in this country is a really incorrect title. Uh, and I don't mean to be controversial. This is a fact. It's not healthcare, it's health insurance. And I think the care word is not an apt title. And it doesn't matter who you voted for ever or who are you going to vote for here uh, soon, um, the health insurance scenario in our country is a mess. And because of that, organizations like Steps of Faith need to exist. And that's unfortunate. So I'm happy to help people that 
are in a bad situation, which is, you know, hundreds of people a year at this point that come across our desks. But the dream is that for a world where Steps of Faith does not need to exist because people get what they need and it's not a question and they don't have to fight for it. And yeah. Well, it's great that you're able to do big fundraisers like Thundergong because I know you've also said in the past that with your resources that you can take care of a lot of people with the donations. And so on Saturday, November 14th, 2020, it is going forward. COVID be damned. Yes, I said it. (laughs) So it's going to be a streaming event. Um, So tell me what's what exactly is going to happen. Let's start off with what you're doing on Friday. So yeah, the Friday thing is we've we're, we want people to RSVP on our website, and that is because we want to keep you in the loop. We want to keep you informed when the announcements are happening. We want to be reminding people, you buy a ticket to go see Thundergong in a normal year at the Uptown Theater, you're going to go unless something comes up. Watching something for free online, we want to remind people to be watching it in real time when it live streams at 7 o'clock on the 14th, and we want to keep them in the loop about opportunities they have. And, and um, uh, one of those opportunities is we're going to be giving away a couple tickets for um, a, a pre-broadcast rehearsal that is going to be happening with Jason Sudeikis and, and um, Summer Breeze and Madison Ward. And that's probably it as far as the celeb element. Yeah, I mentioned Summer Breeze is, uh, in the celeb list. Why not? Uh, that's um, my favorite local band, by the way. But, I'm just saying. Uh, you know what? It doesn't happen with me, but this is bizarre because Summer Breeze is a cover band who then once a year gets to back up all these incredible world-renowned artists at Thundergong, which is incredibly humbling and amazing. But like my wife, being one of the singers of the band, like has had people like want to take pictures with her. Like there'll be strangers that say, oh my gosh, you're in Summer Breeze. It's, it's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. And, and I, I always think they're just jacking with us and they're not, which is great. So anyway, uh, we're going to give away a couple tickets so that people can be in the room with us when we're running through some stuff and getting ready to record it. And then that's all going to happen on, uh, and, and just, and we're talking, you know, again, there's like a tiny handful of people that are going to be there as we do this. Um, so the big event is on scenario. Saturday the 14th. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're saying. We want everybody to tune in on Saturday, November 14th, thundergong.org and watch the show at 7 p.m. And uh, well, let's talk about who's going to yeah. be there. Obviously, Summer Breeze and uh, Jason Sudeikis. And then who else is going? Yeah. I know you have some people coming back again. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm pulling up to make sure I don't miss anybody. The list as we speak. But yeah, Jason, of course, and Jason will be hosting as always. We have Wolf, Will Forte again, Fred Armisen coming back, um, our friend Winona Judd and her husband Cactus Mosier, my fellow robot leg drummer who is also on our board of directors, uh, the great Ben Harper. We're very excited to have him back. Our friend Ted Lasso is going to be making an appearance, which people seem to be very excited about from the Apple TV program. Ted Lasso, we have um, Fastball, incredible rock and roll band from Austin, Texas. We had a couple big mega hits in the 90s, old friends, the Get Up Kids. Fastball's new. Lasso's new. Get Up Kids we've had before. Madison Ward, an incredible guy. I've had him before. Quixotic. Here in town, incredible performance art group known around the world. We've got Quixotic involved. Jason Barnes, who's our friend from Atlanta that plays drums with a robot arm. He's amazing. And then we have some some new folks on the bill that we're very excited to have. We have Brandy Carlisle. Awesome. And um, yes. And then we have amazing Nathaniel Rateless from Nathaniel Rateless and the Night Sweats, which we're very excited about. And there are a couple more names as well, which we're very excited about that we can talk about. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be great. It, you know, Thundergong is a concert that features people, you know, 
from making music. And then it features people, you know, from other areas like SNL that are all, we're all making music, but it's also like a variety show. I'm thankful to have all of these people uh, that we've confirmed so far and all these people that are in the mix that can maybe do it. And yeah, we're just hoping that um, people watch and they're entertained and they're moved and they're moved to act by donating their money. It's been a crazy year for everybody. It's definitely been a crazy year for nonprofits. Yeah, and, I know it's um, been a struggle. We, it, it has been. And fortunately, you know, we're okay. I mean, Steps of Faith, you know, uh, we're trying to we're trying to remain okay. You know, no, very few people give money to nonprofits in a normal good year in quarter one. And we're making it through this year and we're trying to raise money so that we can make it through next year. And, uh, you know, our goal is to help 150 amputees this year. We wanted to help 100 last year. We helped uh, over 130. And um, Thundergong raised uh, $300,000, which is feels crazy still to say. It's just a dream come true. And so this year, Steps of Faith's goal is to help 150 amputees. Uh, we're on, we've already done uh, more than last year. We've already done 135, 36, something like that. And, you know, goal is 150. We're on track to do, uh, you know, uh, 170, 175. So there's very, very much two sides to, to a nonprofit organization. It's very much a business and, and frankly has to jump through way more weird hoops than a for-profit business. But, you know, there's the, there's the what we do side of what we do, which is what I just said, which is helping APTs, and that's trucking right along. And then there's the raising money side of what we do, and that's what we're trying to do with Thunderdog. And then the, also the what we do side, COVID has affected both, right? So donations have been down because people's finances have been down, so charitable giving has been down. But then also, again, people's finances have been down because they've been losing jobs. So we have seen not an enormous one, but we've started to see a spike in people who have lost limbs, who were fully employed and fully insured. And then over the last several months, you know, I mean, what was it, February to May or something like that? It was over 5 million people lost their jobs. So we started to see a small spike in people around the country that have needed our help because they've recently lost their health insurance. So kind of the mantra in, in our heads that we've been kind of saying all year is kind of now more than ever, you know, for you to shed a light on what we're doing, Teresa, with your platform, whether on the radio in, on the morning show or through this podcast means <laughs> means more now more than ever for people to donate their money. It means more now more than ever because we need help and this is a crazy time. And so the people that can give, we ask that they do because you know we're, we're built for community and we're here to help each other. Whether it's a uh, a business that's set up to specifically do that, like Steps of Faith, or but we're also meant to, to help our, our community and our neighbors. And yeah, that's just what we're trying to do. And we're trying to have a lot of fun while we do it. Well, you know? it definitely is a fun event. Um, we are almost out of time. So like in a minute, just give us what we need to know. Thundergong.org, Saturday, November 14th. Do you have to buy a ticket to watch or do you just have to RSVP to watch? Or are you? is it mainly going to be donating while you're watching? Yes, you do not have to buy a ticket to watch. It is free to watch. You are also not required to RSVP, but we encourage you to do so that you can be with us for our little pre-rehearsal for pre-show rehearsal thing on the 13th. That would be great. But we ask you to RSVP so that you can stay in the loop and watch it with us in real time, thundergong.org. There will be many opportunities to donate while you watch. Any amount of money is acceptable, nothing too low, nothing too high. So we just encourage people to, to give what they can. And um, also corporate sponsorships. Normally we sell out of corporate sponsorships because we sell out of seats at the Uptown. There's no amount of seats for this. So um, we've got a fair amount of corporate sponsors that we're very, very thankful to have that have given us a nice amount of money. And uh, we're not going to stop until after the show is over. So if you're interested in becoming a corporate sponsor, 
please hit us up. Let's have a conversation. Be a part of the broadcast. Yes, thundergong.org, stepsoffaithfoundation.org, Saturday, November 14th, 7 p.m. Central.